HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. All right, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to the show Life's a Banquet, the show that's edible, spreadable, and Zara. Horrible. Starring your hosts, me, Brent and Scott, and me, Zara Tangora. A show about ostriches, wine, and dough. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> Always. Life's a banquet, life's a banquet, life's a banquet, banquet. Oh, wow. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, everybody, the podcast that's edible, spreadable, and pourable with your hosts, Brett and Scott, and Zara Tangora. And now, listen, we never really sing to you, but today is a new day, and we got a song for you. Go sing it, Zara, go. To the mountain and pick all the raspberries. Raspberries will tell you secret that you know hey hey now go zara i'm sitting in a cave eating honey i wish i had like a little a bunny bear. oh <laughs> like a honey ba- oh sorry i was saying a bunny <laughs> life's a banquet life's a banquet life's a banquet yeah hey that was amazing yeah. we rehearsed that for Thanks, like everybody Three weeks. So the new theme song, <laughs> I'm a composer. Yeah, that's really so good. I just, I that just was like, good. suddenly I was outside at the park. And did you ever get those moments like Beethoven or Mozart and suddenly they just like a lightning bolt. Yeah, it's like an aha moment. Enters your soul and says, play this on the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really, really good. I just want everybody to know that I, <laughs> I haven't touched a guitar in many years and I just decided to pull it out. Where the fuck did that even come from? It was under the bed. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it's very dusty. <laughs> it's so dusty. <laughs> Noticing now. I took a few guitar lessons, dust. I think, in 2007. Okay. And I thought I was going to be a guitarist, and it lasted for a few lessons. Yeah, I also took guitar lessons when I was in the sixth grade, and I have no patience for learning any kind of process, so I just decided I would cook food for my guitar teacher instead mm-hmm. and so my mom and i would just like make him food and he was just kind of this like and thus the career that's where my cooking star career. was born <laughs> i was like how about uh, some craft macaroni and cheese with uh i got some sriracha yeah this this has ketchup in it and some sliced pickled jalapeno oh sliced pickled jalapenos in do you remember when i told you about that chicken last week or uh, the chicken we had in uh, new orleans yes it was called 
uh, and I, I can't remember this freaking, but Giacomo's the, is the nighttime restaurant. Okay. Krabby Jack's. Okay. It's called Krabby Jack's fried chicken. Amazing. I'm going to tell everybody, you have to go to New Orleans, go to Krabby Jack's, get the fried chicken. They have a plate <gasps> and it's just beyond. And uh, <sighs> the side of macaroni and cheese had sliced pickled jalapenos. And I've Yum. never, I've never seen that in Preston's like everybody does that. I've never seen that before, but I don't eat that much mac and cheese anymore. It's really. That sounds delicious. It's really bad for you. It's just not part of my life, but I like it. I used to love the mac and cheese at Dumont. That was my jam. That was so good. I met this gay guy in the 90s. and I went to his house and he didn't have any butter. He lived in a mini. It was like right when I was What kind first. of gay doesn't have any butter? It was butter? like my boyfriend at the time, his friend, who's like 34 at the time. And I was like, oh my God, 34 is so old. Yeah. And he's my like, actual I don't have age. butter. He goes, it's just not a part of my life anymore since I came out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Wait a second. I feel like, like you embrace butter when you come out of the closet. You're like, butter is fabulous. My All of the Instagram luxuries. name is Breton Buttered. I know. I live a life that's around. I'm, yeah, you're my all life about is, butter. Yeah. I'm opening, just so you know, everybody, uh, you can go to my Kickstarter page, which hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in my, it's on my, make on my a, vision make board. Make a note on your iPhone. It's totally on my vision board. And yeah, I want to have a <laughs> butter company with uh, cows that, graze over the green grass of vermont and i want to compete with Kerrygold. yeah it's going to be it's going to be like Kerrygold, land lakes and breton buttered butter i think that's an amazing idea if yeah. you're being serious i fully support yeah, it i just need to raise the money for the cows okay cool so you just need like three or four million dollars uh well actually i need 500 million dollars because that's really expensive to start a dairy farm it is it's true you yeah. need a lot like a insurance lamp. and yeah yeah but people listen, slipping on butter I'm definitely <laughs> really opening up to a managing partner. Wow. Listeners out there. Cool. Uh, okay. Perfect. Awesome. Everybody uh, email the email we don't have and <laughs> fund the Kickstarter that doesn't exist. Okay, it, cool. It's meant to be. We'll just run into each other. <laughs> I used to love um, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese when I was a kid, though. Mm-hmm. And you know what was even more of my jam was Stouffer's Macaroni and Cheese, the microwavable vibey. Stouffer's. I That was good. I I couldn't. I liked the squeeze packet of... uh, Oh, you were into like the nacho cheese. Yeah, Valvita was good. Mini shells and cheese. Delicious. That stuff felt like shaving cream. Yeah. (laughs) But in like... It was like no, lube. More than, it was more (laughs) really thick shaving cream. I don't even... It was fluffy. Yeah, it was like shaving cream. (laughs) If you could combine lube, shaving cream, and hair paste... Yeah. That's what I I used to do the Kraft macaroni and cheese, but with two packets of, I was a gross fat kid and I would do. You were fat. Yeah. Like, no, but like chubby, chubby. When we begin filming. Oh, we were supposed to start filming our podcast. Okay. So we'll, when we film, you'll see how thin and glamorous Sara looks right now. (laughs) It's true. And I'm not going to break up diet, but I'm losing a few pounds myself. You look amazing. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Listen. At Life's a Banquet, we love to eat and we love to drink. But we throw up afterwards. But, <laughs> but we definitely practice bulimia. No, I'm not kidding. And I should never joke about that. That's no, horrible. it's not funny. I actually thought about being bulimic. Yeah, bulimia, I've, I've struggled with it in my earlier years. Sorry, no joke. And both you and I have had borderline. Yeah. If not completely. Yeah. Sorry, all the bulimics out there. That's the thing about being a cook and being like when you're younger and I'm, I won't disclose my age. I'm kind of like Jaja Kapoor. I'm, for, I'm Dick Clark. I'm forever, In more than one way. I'm forever 33 years old. The perfect <laughs> the perfect man. You look 33. You could say yeah, you were 33. Whatever. I believe I am, it. I am 33. That's yeah. whatever. So the thing about 
getting older, like when you're younger in your 20s, it's really easy to eat and cook. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, now like all that gorgeous stuff, like you look at the macaroni and cheese and you wear it. Yeah. Honey, the macaroni oh, yeah. becomes a little uh, side girdle. I know. It's really <laughs> true. It's like you become your parents slowly but surely and like things that like adults, quote unquote, would say. When you're younger, like, that's going to go straight to my hips. You're like, no, oh, <laughs> the, the lips, the lifetime. What does that even mean? When you're young, you're like, where are your hips even? You know, you're like, what's a hip? Mine haven't grown in yet. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck. This is a hip. It's the part that gets big when I eat like a cheeseburger. Oh, God. Yeah. It's I remember BS. like a long time ago, like love handles. I was like, I don't understand. Why would you have those flaps? What of fat is, I still side? don't understand why it's called a love handle. So because you like grab onto whole, and you're like, fucking Zara, Yes. Okay. Not. First of all, there could be children listening. And if you are, it's a very natural part of life. It's, it's true. Very, Get the book, can, Where Did I Come From? Yeah, <laughs> There's a really cool website. It's called redtube.com. And you can find all about the breeding process. <laughs> the birds and the bees. Oh, birds do it. Bees, bees do, do it. it. Even educated fleas do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's fall in love. Okay, so Zara. Yes. Let's get down to brass tacks yeah, here. Yeah, do it. Like bees. How was your week? Let's talk a, a week. And now it's time for a, sh- a week in the chef. life. A week in the life of Chef Recommends. <laughs> well, my week on a personal level was abysmal, but on a per- mm-hmm. on a professional level, it was interesting. It was good. Worked a lot. Did a lot of parties. Um, Breton and I worked a party together. We were like a really fun party. It was really fun. The guests were fun. There was birthday cake. There was the host was a wonderful, wonderful person. Lovely. That used to go to your restaurant. He's wonderful and lovely. Great people. Great fun times. Lots of booze. Tons yeah. of Zara made this gorgeous ceviche. That was good, wasn't it? You want to tell uh, them what was in it? Uh, I know it had mandarins and some pecan, uh, not pecans. Cashew. Sorry. (laughs) It's pronounced (laughs) cashew. Sorry. Yeah, satsumas, cashews. Satsumas. um, Black, I don't know, tuna. I ate two quarts of it. There was so (laughs) much food left over. Oh my God, that's so much. There was so much CBG. I I actually don't feel well. Too much CBG. That's a lot. And then you're, you had uh, guacamole and you, or guacamole. let's call it an avocado dip. I know. I feel like guacamole sounds like, I mean, I, it's everyone, an avocado dip. Yeah. It, it had, had cucumbers and peas in it. Mashed peas, cucumbers, really fresh, really, yeah. really nice. I like that. Personally, just for all you listeners out there, guacamole doesn't just have to be avocado. It exactly. can incorporate a lot in of fact, things. When I got home, I said, oh, this is kind of an, an offshoot of guacamole. And Preston said, so it's an avocado dip. Yeah. I said, oh my gosh, I never thought. Yeah. We call it avocado toast. Yeah, we call it guacamole. Then yeah. why not avocado dip? Avocado dippy doo. Dippity doo da. Listen, you got scallions, you got lemon. It doesn't matter. Just mash it, dip it, scoop it, eat it. Exactly. Mm. People have gone crazy, crazy, crazy for avocados. <laughs> oh, oh, everybody. Avocados. Two for one, one for two. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that was really good. And then you had the. Oh, and then those oh. like fried wontons that had like almond butter. Almond butter with and chev. Chev, that's right. And like a little crumbly crumble of like almonds and pickled cherries and bacon. Mm-hmm. Good. So I made some really fun, fun uh, food. I got a lot of questions that night about the difference because we had we made Negronis, yeah, uh, batched Negronis, which means we made a big we made a pitcher of Negronis yeah. and just poured them in ice. Yeah, people got fucked up. Uh, people got drunk, and I had a lot of questions that night about the difference between a Negroni and old pal. Okay. And a boulevardier. You want to tell, lay it on, well, drop some knowledge? All right. Let's talk about this. <laughs> These are all Campari and uh, Campari based cocktails, right? Yes. So here we go. The classic Negroni. 
invented in a I don't know what is it what was it Harry's bar no that was the that that was the uh, Bloody Mary oh yeah that was the Bloody Mary somewhere we'll right, have to do a history of the Negroni somewhere Negroni was it like I don't know if it was in Veneto anyway I don't I remember. should know this because I used to be a bartender but I was a big I phony no and clue. here I am <laughs> here I am doing a podcast just here, listen up, and here folks. you are with a world famous podcast all of a sudden Einstein said don't keep frivolous information in your head be alive and experience everything open your mind to that so screw you date mongers <laughs> go to jeopardy let's talk about it. anyway negroni's equal parts chin campari and a sweet vermouth oh, such as martini and rossi or, or giuseppe <laughs> carpano mm. giuseppe carpano antica antica formulata that's my fave it's wonderful wonderful the best so those are equal parts of boulevardier instead of the gin use a, a whiskey right a bourbon and then an old pal is rye am i correct i think so if yeah. bartenders ding-a-ling ring go on the website comment and be like you're totally wrong guess what i, I don't care we're right. never going to speak again <laughs> we'll never see you and we don't we'll really never care see you and i'm going to drink it we're just making anyway. this all up yeah um breton you did an amazing job bartending mm-hmm <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, you're like, no. I kept it together. No shit. Let's see. Um, oh, a Boulevardier. Yeah, rye. And then the old pal is. Old pal is. See, even. You're an old pal. <laughs> see, even us professionals use Google. That's true. <laughs> I always thought an old pal was uh, bourbon. Well, let me tell you, the proof is in the pudding. We drink so many Negronis that we've ruined those. They're both with rye. Don't believe. I told you this is why there's a big discrepancy. I can't. Oh, you know what? I thought an old pal was with Scotch, but I'm now thinking of a Rob Roy. <laughs> and now this I'm thinking a, of Roy Rogers, yeah. which was my grandfather's <laughs> favorite fast food restaurant. Shirley Temple or Kitty Cocktail. What's a Kitty Cocktail? Exactly. A we Kitty Cocktail? is a Shirley Temple. Dude, I should have known I would become an alcoholic because I used to <laughs> hound <laughs> Shirley Temples. We should do a study and be like... Those of us that had multiple Shirley Temples be like, yeah, bring it on. Uh, four cherries this time. Extra grenadine because the future. Just the skip grenadine, the ice. Yeah. Grenadine slowly became A Shirley gin. Temple neat. <laughs> grenadine as a child just converted itself into yeah. like tequila. I used to drink Shirley Temples mostly when we would go. There was a restaurant in my hometown called Tung Ting, which was a fancy oh, Chinese restaurant with a carpet. Um, carpet, chandeliers, waiters wearing tuxedos, fish tank, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, that's like where my soft spot for restaurants really is at. And we used to, we, meaning me, I'm an only child, <laughs> me and my imaginary <laughs> hey. friend used to, hey, right, and my animal. <laughs> me and Mr. Snuffles used to just drink about 10 Shirley Temples every time we went up to the tongue ting. <laughs> <laughs> destiny chicken you know what i miss one of the things i loved about those like old-fashioned chinese restaurants you would sit down and there would be automatically fried wontons and duck sauce on your table and spicy mustard oh yeah something Absolutely. on the a bread basket uh, something on the table that's a lost art it's like something that's not fashionable anymore or yeah if like you, oh <laughs> you want bread you have to pay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and i mean i get it because we used to charge for bread too. here's the deal bread is there was a great article in the New York Times about the hidden cost of a restaurant. And having fresh bread yeah. is outrageously expensive. It is expensive, but it's also really nice. And it also makes you full so you don't order <laughs> food. So it's really not advantageous and for the restaurateur. You can drink more. Yeah. Soak up that alcohol. But man, even just something like fried wontons. I think every restaurant, Chinese or not, should have fried wontons with spicy mustard and duck I sauce mean, on the table. 
it's so funny, right? New Suddenly, York, are you Mexi- listening? Mexican restaurants have to have chips and oh salsa. Oh, my God. And if they don't, then it's like a new thing. And Yeah. that w- Remember the place we went in Nashville that just was like that kind of... Okay. I love shout- that place. We're going we to... Zia. And we do a shout out in the beginning. We went to a restaurant, Sara. It's called Zia, right? Zia, yeah. So Zia Taqueria. It was... Well, I... I, it was my first time, and so I was like, oh, what are you girl?" And I was being kind of a little judgmental. Yeah. Like, oh, tax max, like, whatevs. <laughs> and we get in, and it was just so nice. And our host just, we wanted a drink right away, and she was like, well, I'll just make she it. And she jumped just, behind the bar on a Friday night to make us a drink. made us pint glasses of fresh lime margaritas in a pint glass. Yeah. For six dollars a piece, it was. It's the greatest place on earth. <laughs> I and I'm like, I go to New York and I spend fourteen dollars for a half pour and a rocks glass. And I'm like, girl, I, I just like that little tiny straw. I like, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's fourteen plus tip. I know. I'm telling you, Listen, go, go outside of the city, Asheville. That place is great though, and, and like had, free chips and salsa. They had pitchers of salsa, pitchers and if you would even finish half your chips, there'd be a fabulous short-haired, curly, like curly short-haired lesbian that would like whisk it away. I know. Like, oh, I've noticed your. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that place. You know, sometimes like you spend so much time around food and like cool restaurants and stuff, you're just like, I just want something chill. That's that's chill, what's, chill. What's coming up? Yeah. Okay. So, so should we get into our topic for today? Yeah. What do you think? Should yeah. we do it? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna say I told you this before, but. I had thought all week that my topic was going to be salt. And I think we should do that another time because... No, there, spo- spoiler alert. Spoiler uh, alert. Oops, sorry, you missed it. Someone's doing salt sorry, at some point. Do it when you least suspect it. <laughs> we're going to bombard you in 10 years because we we're going to do this podcast for the rest of our lives. And we're going to be like, and now for the history... But there's a lot to explore with salt. Let me tell you, that's it's very interesting. Yeah, there was a, there's a book written about it. Movies about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Wars about it. Yeah, wars. Yeah, there's there a lot. There are schools inside of salt beds oh my god there's a f- school to google it i looked Whoa. at it somebody told me that once and i didn't believe them and there's a school and a society and they yeah wow and i'm not gonna tell you the name of it because i don't want to give you the wrong information okay cool <laughs> that's fake where google comes fa- in fake news is a real thing <laughs> folks <laughs> that's really funny so uh, i was life's about we can't afford fact checkers yet, yeah so. no 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 fact checkers everything is just <laughs> conjecture really <laughs> whatever you want it to be whatever you say we believe it. That's yeah. the new media. Don't expect facts. So I didn't do that. And for those of you who don't know me personally, I am having a bad time in my life. Uh, my dad just died. I have mm-hmm. had some financial hardships for the mm-hmm. past couple of years. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've got some heartbreak going on. And I was like, why don't you Amen. pick a story that's a little bit more honest than like how fabulous salt is, which again is great, but I'm, I just wanted to be a bit more true to myself. So I started looking up today unrelated to finding a topic cause I was all set on salt, mm-hmm. um, famous bankruptcies because I just, I have a bankruptcy in my past in my recent past. And I was trying to make myself feel better and be like, oh, these famous people have gone from bankruptcy to riches. <laughs> to the president. Yeah, to the president. Exactly. <laughs> Donald was like, Trump was bankrupt and he's the president. Four times. If there's one inspiring thing this man does right. for us. So this podcast is going to be about how amazing Donald Trump is. Just kidding. Um, so here's a couple of people. Just to name a few. Is this, all, is this in the food world or just No, no. These are, this is just the build up to my story. Okay. Oh, build. A couple of famous Four people play. who you <laughs> may have heard of who have suffered a bankruptcy okay, in your life. So if you're someone out there who's suffering from a financial hardship. Or thinking about it. Or, or thinking about getting <laughs> into one. Um, a friend of mine is asking, what's that lawyer's <laughs> name? 
I just was considering bankruptcy. <laughs> so in case you're thinking of uh, tanking your life or anything else, or if you're just going through any kind of hard time, <laughs> a depression, you know, a divorce, a death, anything, because yeah. this week, I'll be honest, I'm not usually per- someone who suffers from depression. Like, I mean, the blues, yes, but like true depression. And this past couple of weeks, I was like, I'm in a depression. I feel like life is never going to get better. I mm-hmm. think that it's all over and there's really no point in, you know, no need to call the, uh, the uh, loony bin on me right now. But I'm just saying, like, I was really depressed. I never thought it would get better. And it, it might not. <laughs> but here are some. <laughs> but in the meantime. But in the meantime, here are some stories about people who went through bankruptcies. I went on. Tom Petty, ever heard of him? I did. The late Tom Petty. The late, great Tom Petty, one of my idols. Into the Great Wide Open. Yeah. Um, After his first two albums, he declared bankruptcy. Uh, 50 Cent, Kim Basinger, Marvin Gaye, Mark Twain, Abraham Lincoln. Our hero, our nation's hero. Abraham Lincoln, Larry King, our other national hero. Oh, my God. I remember that book. Yeah. Would I read uh, Larry- How to Talk to Anybody Anytime? No, I never read it, but he filed for bankruptcy, and then in the same exact year that he filed for bankruptcy, he started The Larry King Show. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Oh, that's- Henry Ford, Ulysses S. Grant, Henry Wayne Ford, Newton, George Foreman. George Foreman? Yeah, Burt Reynolds. Oh, God. Walt Disney. Oh, yeah, we know that. Hershey. Yeah. Milton Hershey. And then the person who our story is about today. And go ahead. Henry Wait. John Hines. Of Heinz ketchup. Why the? F- oh, I don't swear because I gave it up for Lent, but why the heck would you not bring me a order of French fries with? <clears throat> well, I was Heinz going ketchup. to. <gasps> I couldn't find any French fries, but I did bring you a packet of Heinz, a bottle of ketchup. Oh, <laughs> oh and it's organic. <laughs> yeah, I brought you a bottle of ketchup. Wait, wait, can I keep this? Yeah, no it, joke. I, it's a present. I know you don't have ketchup in your fridge. I don't, and. But I it's a good ingredient to, to have. Lover. I love ketchup. My mom loved ketchup. I'm going to take a little. Uh, yeah. I thought we could each have a little taste. Um, I was going to bring some mayonnaise too. And so we could make magic sauce. But then I was just like, what are we going to put it on? We're just going to eat mayonnaise and ketchup. <laughs> a spoonful. My sister and I used to make mayonnaise and ketchup sandwiches. Oh my God. Because we didn't really want the burger and didn't want to fuss with putting on the foreman grill. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And we would just put ketchup and mayonnaise, and it was delicious. Yeah, sometimes my mom called it magic sauce, and we would always eat it with roast chicken. In in Utah, they call it fry sauce. Yeah, it's the best combination of any two things. Fuck peanut butter and jelly. Okay, two things. First of all, let's talk about the downfalls of ketchup, which is the clear liquid. <laughs> the, the clear liquid that's there <laughs> the before. Liquid that comes it's out like of your the plate. The pre-cum. <laughs> it's horrible. So- gross it's like so it comes out you're stupid. like oh god why like, this i know it's ridiculous and like it's worse if you have one of those glass bottles and you're at a, at a diner and you're like oh god all this water just oh my got god, out it for is, everything it's like a, it's 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 disgusting it's like bad pre-cum yeah it is we don't even like to say it kids if you're listening google it again check out red tube yeah um <laughs> google pre google <laughs> pre-cum <laughs> just figure it out so anyway nobody likes heinz a dribbly pre-cum. no but whatever, you work through it, you squeeze a little more, and out comes the good stuff. Out comes that. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> Just Bada like boom. life. Just like real life. Yeah. Squeeze it, <laughs> shake it, put it on the plate, and da I love ketchup. So let's talk about that. And so, yeah. And it should be served room temperature, people. Absolutely. Cold people, ketchup has no place in our society. Cold ketchup with fries is unacceptable. It's and disgusting. I don't care. And if you want to call me right now, I will personally go outside and have 
a haiku fight with you on yeah. the top of any part. I don't know why we even why it has to be even kept in the refrigerator at all. I, I feel like there's so much acid, and I believe there's sodium benzoate. I love some Well, I'm going to get to talking. Read the ingredients, because I'm going to talk to you a little bit about this company. Uh, orga- okay, so it's, this is organic, so organic tomato paste, or red ripe tomatoes, organic distilled vinegar, organic cane sugar, salt, organic onion powder, and again, organic organic spice which is a and here's what i you know a little confused about but natural flavoring which mm, is fine natural flavoring I, I will tell you that in my research i found out that um heinz the founder of heinz and then also it just uh, flowed down the pike that he was really really like intense about trying to do the best thing possible use the best ingredients they've always been a company apparently from what i've read that's been really concerned about the environment and about having really? yeah and i'll tell you a little bit more i was <clears throat> shocked to find out so <clears throat> 1869, Heinz and Noble uh, forms, Clarence Noble and Henry J. Heinz, um, and they start by packaging horseradish, and it was called Pure... Where were they? Wait, where were they from? Sorry, did I... Huh? Did you just tell me where they were living at the time? Uh, oh, it was in uh, near Pittsburgh. Got it. Yeah. The industrious... So Heinz himself Pittsburgh. had grown up uh, with German Im- immigrant parents. Heinz. 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 And he helped. They wanted to move to America, a place that had a big garden. And they oh would grow God, horseradish. And... I want a horseradish garden. He would sell the vegetables. Yeah, of course. Who doesn't? I imagine how good that would smell. A horseradish garden? My grandmother used to pull it out. And you have to use gloves. It'll it'll burn burn your fingers. Really? Yeah. She I had no to- clue. That's amazing. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. They were German. I believe it. But or so they lied to me. They would, uh, he would sell like vegetables on like a horse-drawn carriage to like people in the neighborhood. And then he became obsessed with the horseradish and was like, there's no available horseradish that's in a jar. And so their first product with Heinz was horseradish. Hmm. Yeah. Horseradish. Horse, say that. Horse, can you say that ten times fast? Horseradish, 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 horse. I guess you can. Horseradish, 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 horseradish. Horseradish. I'm from a you know a line of Jews, and we love horseradish in my family. In fact, we had some the other day. We you know, go I, got, fish. I got the uh, the Polish German thing. Yeah, Eastern and Europeans they, yeah, yeah. like horseradish <clears throat> in general. Excuse me. It's like no other flavor, kind of though. Uh, the 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 deviled eggs at Henry Public have a really nice amount of horseradish yeah, lately, and I'm those very are good deviled that. eggs. Yeah, they're Henry delicious. Public over on uh, Atlantic and Henry Street in Brooklyn. Henry Public, the there. best. Listen, we're doing a segment called I've decided today, and it may or may not happen. But stay tuned. I want to call it "In Search of the Perfect Martini." And what oh. I mean, remember I texted you that? Yeah. What I meant by that was not just the martini, but it has to be the experience, the bartender. Yeah. You know the bartender when somebody just makes it right. Yes. And we have a friend, <laughs> and I don't even want to give his name away because I don't want to make him too famous because of Just our millions it. of listeners. Just say who it is. Who, Marty? Yeah. Listen, Marty is a great guy. If you don't know Marty, you He's just don't really know him much. And I don't want to get off a Heinz thing, but... Yeah, no. But it's fine. We can drop a Marty a plug solid in here. martini. A mar... A like- martini? Because he's Marty? <laughs> Marty. He was born to make martinis. He was born to yeah. make martinis. That, that's a good martini you can get there. But yes, we should have a segment. There's tons of other good bartenders there, and we're going to give them equal separate. Of course. More to come on the best martini in Manhattan. Yeah. And then we can do the best Manhattan martini. Matthew and Justin work there, too. And they're... Yeah. They're great. Old friends of mine, too, and they're fabulous. It's a wonderful place. And it's fitting to talk about it because, you know, it's one of the places you go to eat ketchup. (laughs) Ketchup. It's one of the only places. Yeah, their fries are delicious. Horseradish. Horseradish. It's a perfectly, like... You know, it makes a lot of sense that we would go there. 
So they were making a bunch of different products. They were making horseradish. They were making pickles, making all that kind of stuff. And things just weren't going well. Um, it was really popular, but as like a lot of businesses, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear even when things are going well, sometimes the financials don't mm-hmm. work out. Wait a second. I know. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I've not. <laughs> Allegedly, so wait, are this you happens. Telling me that behind the scenes. Yes, something <laughs> wasn't going right. That's quite the right. Cogs and. They just couldn't sell enough horseradish to keep the business afloat. So in 1875, Heinz files for bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. However, he was a true pioneer and entrepreneur, and he could not be thwarted by the circumstances, which, I mean, good for you, bro. You get back right up again. Right. So what do you think he did? What do you think he did to pull himself up by them old nasty bootstraps? Uh, he, he took up kickboxing and became a part-time spin instructor. No, he didn't. No. A year later, yes. he brought the first bottled ketchup to America. Wait, ketchup. Voss from German? or does... No, you want to know where ketchup was really from? So ketchup was actually originally Chinese. Oh, that's right. The Ch- right. Chinese. They invented everything. And it everything. was not tomato. It was fermented. It was basically a fish sauce. Was the first ketchup. Then, Interesting. Then okay. ketchup became really popular in the UK. Also not tomato. It was mm-hmm. mushroom based. So it was like a sweet I did I did mushroom walnut thing. It sounds on trend. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shiitake walnut. Uh, and we have like the chef recommends. Chef recommends shiitake <laughs> walnut uh, <laughs> uh, wild striped bass. Yeah, so pan- the chef recommends. We have a pan seared wild striped bass with shiitake sh- walnut puree <laughs> over a bed of field greens. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, no, that sounds right. Of Keep local, going. <laughs> lo- local bitter greens. There yeah, it is. Rooftop greens. LBG. Local bitter greens. They're fucking good yeah lo- hey man we I are love bitter- lucky to have we, local bitter we are here. we're lucky to have everything i mean we're sitting here we're drinking champagne we're talking shit on perfectly adorable waitresses just doing their job you Listen, know we live in life we are life's a banquet <laughs> is yeah being maybe perhaps low on work we have work you know we work uh maybe like down in the dump sometimes and life is a banquet is about taking that wednesday 4 p.m slot exactly <laughs> that, that sort of just Fill it up with that, champagne like, two and to eight still have already. Sort of like <laughs> <laughs> window that somebody without a full time job would have. Exactly, where all those other suckers are out there, like with their nose Schlepping, to the grindstone. Exactly, like, making emails. Yeah, like, walking down the subway, losing yeah. service. We are sitting here walking dogs. Yeah, like are, packs of dogs. We are sitting here talking about ketchup, ketchup. and I'm dipping it into my finger. Yeah, we're slurping it down. We're with... very lucky people. We really are. Gratitude, gratitude. Mm. Look it up. So, <laughs> what? That's rather deductive. Or it's just, reductive? It's re- reductive. Look it up. Look it up. Madonna's. Look it up. <laughs> That's my sexy radio voice. Look it up. Okay, it so up. what happened? Tell me. Okay, so I listen. He starts a new company with his cousins called the F&J Heinz Company. So they're still doing mushroom shiitake wall. No, no, no. They brought tomato ketchup. Oh, so they're Yeah, saying... yeah. They were like the first ones to bring tomato ketchup. ketchup. based from like indonesian or indian i have no or... idea i mean i could have researched this more heavily but you know it's only got an hour 
Yeah. But I'm in, mm-hmm. I am interested to find out more. But so tomato ketchup was, oh, I actually do know. So tomato ketchup was something that was going on in America for a while, but it was like this really lengthy process. I read like a ton of recipes from like the early, I don't know, to mid to late 1800s. And it was just like boiled down like a hundred tomatoes. And it was like a three day process and you get like four bottles of ketchup. But so this was invented and part of the marketing was oh like, God, I love the all you recipes. housewives, this is like a gift to housewives. You no more time toiling over the ketchup making process. It must be so hard. I used to make ketchup. Yeah. Homemade ketchup is the one thing I, I don't put too much clove in it. Like I put I too much clove in it, but I feel like yeah, I won't fuck with it ever. I'm going to continue to make it. And one Good. day you're going to like it. I will, I will tell you the truth about this because it is the one thing I'm very, very picky about. I know, and I, know. I don't like processed foods in general. I and always want you to tell me the truth. I just love, I love Heinz ketchup and I've never found anything that compa- can compare to it. In Do my you remember book. when I was kind of into Sir Kensington's for a little bit? Yeah, I don't like I, that. No dis against no, it. No dis against it. I think I they're doing really great it. work. It's just not for me. And Yeah, I just, at the end of the day, I don't know. And I thought for a second I, I grew into Sir Kensington's and mm. then I came right back. They're not Heinz. It's what? fine. Right it's another house. fine product. That's like the it. thing. I don't dislike it as like an item, you know, but it is not H- Heinz's ketchup. That's, That's how I think. That's a hard competition. Yeah, yeah. That's how I think because I'm just used to it. So in, 19, uh, in 1888, the uh, bankruptcy got all cleared up. He was good to go. In 1896, he's on, Heinz is on a train and he sees an advertisement for um, shoes and the advertisement was like 21 different styles of shoes. And yeah. so he was like, we need to put that on the logo 57 Heinz, and he got 57 he, varieties. They didn't have 57 varieties. They had 60. He picked 57 because his lucky number was five and his wife's lucky number was seven. Uh, and he thought it just aw. sounded better. Isn't that so cute? That is very I know. Cute. So there goes Heinz 57 and they did have a lot of things. Wait, what kind of varieties? He had- they had like soup. They had like oh, canned so tomato had... soup. They had beans. Oh, okay. That's yeah, so it was all like the other Heinz stuff. That we right, relish, horseradish, different oh, so like vinegars. 60? Yeah, sixty different food things. Food product company. I know. I was trying to think. I'm like, what were the sixty things? I'm like, how many kinds of beans could they possibly have? I had? mean, I've always wanted to have a condiment company. I know. In addition to in addition to my butter company, don't get yeah. me wrong. But I thought I love condiments. Condiments are the best. Do you ever meet anyone who's like doesn't like condiments? Like on a whole, I. I have met them and then we've never spoken. I can't. And I love, I hate to make generalizations like this. I do know people that don't like condiments but, and I do like them. But she talks behind your back. But I do. I'm talking behind your back now to your, everyone <laughs> in the world. Because to face. To all, Inside, every American who's obviously listening right now. Directly into your eardrums. Why close. don't you like condiments? What's not to like? No condiment? Not one thing. Not, man, my brother does like mayonnaise. What's bro- I mean, that's sick. But what? I get it. Yeah. But like it's sick, but I get it. Like okay, you don't like mayonnaise, but like you don't like mayonnaise, you don't like ketchup, you don't like tartar sauce, you don't relish, like tartar relish, sauce. you don't like hot sauce, <laughs> hot sauce, you don't like hot sauce, <laughs> you don't like hot sauce. <laughs> and now I'm like really good rabbi. You don't like hot sauce, you know, like, girl. That Long Island slipped out you don't of like it. Hot sauce. You don't like hot sauce. Listen, I'm from Hopwalk. I was at the Wool Women Wall. Listen, the Wool Women Wall. I was in it. In a coffee bathtub. Yeah, I was in a coffee bathtub at the Wall, and I was like, I just wish I had some hot sauce. <laughs> I haven't even told you. I mean, <laughs> since we talked about that, I went to Long Island to work at that thing, and yeah. I was surrounded in this really cool environment, just shooting some video, and yeah. Uh, it was a very, it was a, I won't disclose the business, but there was a lot of, it was a really cool Long Island accent. Yeah. And I had never been around, all day we were just around. Yeah. 
uh, people talking in this very It's like, very lazy. It's very nasal. It's very lazy. Girls being like, go get martinis. Yeah. Girls martinis. Oh it's, my God, she got a classy dog walker. Oh my God. I wrote down, remember, a I was classy like, classy dog, dog walker. walker. A classy dog walker. It's like, it's like taking a lot of shortcuts, which yeah. Long Islanders actually also like in like traffic patterns, you know. Always trying to, yeah, always, always trying, trying to get one over on the man. <laughs> <laughs> Tells you about the whole, yeah, the whole island of Long Island. Long Island. So wait, so let's talk. Go back. Okay, Netflix. let's get back on track. So this, this so mother, this that happens. This guy is starting to make some money. Exactly. Everything's coming together. The year is eighteen ninety six. So now he develops listen. the fifty seven logo. It goes on all the bottles. He's making all different kinds of stuff. Nineteen oh six, the mm-hmm. Pure Food Act comes out, which is kind of what you were talking about before, oh, where like right. the FDA tries to pass things. I'm not gonna get too big into it, but it's like regulate regulation yes. regulations. Regulation. It's like regulations about like, you know, do the right thing, don't do this, do that. And Heinz <laughs> was like really with it because they were like one of the only companies that were re- they oh, it was basically when you had to print all of your information on the label. Like all the ingredients. Well yeah, because people they science was coming out right and heinz was happy to do it because they were really proud of everything they put into their ketchup well diddly ding yeah diddly do that is incredible i know i never knew i would have figured it was like a really crummy company and out there to all you millions of people that are listening if you know something different about heinz definitely please send it to the email address that we don't have and we'd love to know it um <laughs> but everyone always said that he was a great business owner and he treated his employees like amazingly everyone really loved him um, all the salesmen in like the thirties apparently had to be like six feet tall and handsome. <laughs> Sounds a little, well, so I, <laughs> it's a regular, wait, you're not going to hire me. <laughs> exactly. You I'm would be too foot, short. I'm five foot 7.5 and handsome. Yeah. You'd be out. You would have to wear stilts or big high heeled shoes. I could get lifts up to six feet. Yeah. That's fine. Orangers. Yeah. Okay. Well, you would have gotten a job then if you would just wear your high heels. Yeah. But so, grow my hair out. Keep it. Keep a little bit of giant. Or you just wear one of those like really tall hats. Yeah, put some Velveeta in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Velveeta is a hair product. Done. Uh, so, so everyone was really giant. Um, and then in the 1940s, jumping forward a little bit, no ketchup. You're kidding. What? No ha- ketchup. What happened? Because there was like there was problems with money, problems with money and supplies. So t- people just stopped growing yeah. tomatoes. Post depression, they stopped growing tomatoes. And so, or like in the Depression era, which obviously was earlier in the 40s, they probably but like planted, uh, with corn, Monsanto probably took over and was like, "You can plant these nasty yeah. tomatoes. These are nightshades." Oh my! God. There was no ketchup, uh, at least in the UK, but I think everywhere there was no ketchup for like almost ten years, and then they brought it back. Um, and then jumping forward even more, plastic bottles got introduced in 1987. That's another one. Plastic. Bottles. I like the glass bottles. <laughs> plastic bottles. I like the glass, glass. bottles. I like the glass bottles. There's nothing like a glass bottle of ketchup. You bump it from the back and then all of it like just slides out and ruins all your food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to stick your knife in it. It's always. Oh, yeah. Always an icebreaker for a stranger right. at a diner. Like, yeah, rah. I'll stick the knife. Like, but then you stick the knife in it and like it pours okay. out. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I think at this point of our society with all the media coverage out there. Yeah. That the fact that people still lift up a Heinz bottle and don't know how to do it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You should just listen. Good things do come to those who wait. What yeah. a great slogan. Yeah, it's a great. They were like, "Oh, it's yeah. a problem." Well, let's just make us. Let's make it a uh, fabulous. Yeah, but yeah, someone who just is like, "I'm kidding," and I don't understand what's happening. It's like you just have to finesse it a little bit. Like it's you know, just you don't want to move it, it too hard. It all come out at once. Jiggle it back and forth. You don't want to get that. You don't want to get that get... little water to come out. <laughs> Careful. 
when you start shaking that thing and open the cap, some of that water <laughs> spills out before it's, you know, before you get the surprise. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I love a glass bottle of ketchup. I love a good diner. Okay, so things, let's just, Chef recommends things on, with ketchup. Chef recommends uh, ketchup with uh, scrambled eggs. I love ketchup and scrambled eggs. Absolutely. Okay, first of all, everybody's like, ew, gross, I would never. Okay, yeah. false. You've Listen. never had it. New York City, I know that you're out there in other places because I know other places have New York-style delis. If you get a egg, classic egg sandwich at a deli, yeah. they're going to ask you if you want ketchup. Salt, pepper, ketchup. Salt, pepper, ketchup, and most people say yes. SPK. Half, half and half. SPK. So, BTK, SPK. Okay, so if you put some some ketchup on your scrambled eggs without toast, then it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Ketchup Sweet and eggs salty. is delicious. I used to only be able to eat eggs with ketchup. Now I'm different. But I've, I've changed a lot in many ways. I also yeah, used to be afraid no. of the movie Gremlins. But people change. I watched out of Pet Cemetery. I couldn't I couldn't. Oh, I rewatched that recently. It's absolutely terrifying. It's because Pet Cemetery is terrible because because of spirits. And it could be real. And it's so, it's the worst. I mean, the guy's an idiot. He deserved everything he got. He's an idiot. Why would, I mean, you know, you saw what happened to the cat. He's like, I'm going to bury him anyway. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to oh bury him. I'm getting chills. I, yeah. wa- I was so scared. It's terrible. It's, his, it's terrible. There's it's terrifying. Two, Children of the Corn and, and Children of the Corn and Pet Cemetery, are, I think, are two of the scariest movies ever, which. Agreed. Don't eat ketchup during a scary movie. No, that is a That's like number a thing. one. Okay. Chef does not recommend <laughs> yeah. eating. Like, no. No. Stick to popcorn. Chef recommends a little bit of ketchup if you're having meatloaf. Oh, ketchup and meatloaf. Oh, my God. It's so good. Why wouldn't you? I mean, it's just like a burger. Mm-hmm. I love ketchup and meatloaf. And, like, I think we said this before, magic sauce. My family, my mom would always make magic sauce, which was ketchup, mayonnaise, lemon, and we would always have it for roast chicken. Chef and that's why also, I was a fat kid. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> eating mayonnaise by, like, the tablespoon. Chef, al- Chef also recommends... For a simple burger sauce, uh, buzzing up some, and you know, in your food processor, yeah. some ketchup, mayonnaise, pickles, <gasps> garlic powder, mm. a little mustard, and you make a little like yeah, burger like a little sauce, Russian dressing, like, like a little secret yeah, sauce. Yeah, a Russian dressing, and that's guess what? That's the secret sauce. Yeah. For uh, what's it called? Shake Shack. Yeah. Also, Chef recommends I use ketchup sometimes if I'm making like a fun like chinese american meal like general so's or something like that mm-hmm. you know like a little yeah, a little bit of this a little bit yeah that's what i think that's what's in general so's an that's, orange chicken okay here's the thing steak tartare ketchup or no oh i never do I don't and either. i never I don't have either. done i don't like it but i would try it i would try it i can taste it i've never done that before i never even thought of it i'm not into it cocktail sauce cocktail sauce whatever happened to speaking of heinz does everyone remember, okay, first of all, back in the 80s and 90s, right, you go to a steakhouse, and half the, I'm from Wisconsin, and there you just have to have A1 or something. You I know, love Of course, A1. as we got older and snobbier and had better aged meat, we'd be like, oh, like it's so jack, you know, it's for steak sauce with your steak. Oh, my God, I still remember, love A1, like, though. Chef yeah. recommends, like, the fucking steak as we cook it. Yeah, but. of course, but, like, A1's delicious. But I like A1. I love it. But Heinz 57. Heinz 57 is also delicious. I like that sauce. It's still around. It's delicious. Trending. Trending. Heinz 57. Yeah. And it's good. Also, just keep an eye out for Sherbert because I told you once and I'll tell you again. Oh my God. Sherbert's coming. How about Heinz 57 Sherbert? 
It's coming. It's all here. Goat's milk, Heinz, (laughs) it's all there, folks. That's funny. All right, listen, I have a couple more things to tell you about Heinz, though. Go ahead. In 2000, they launched their organic, which we just tried. Thank God. And in 2008, they made this, like, big push uh, to reduce greenhouse gases um, by 20% by 2015. So they're, like, have a big kind of global consciousness. And then in 2013, everyone's favorite uh, Democratic billionaire, Warren Buffett, bought Heinz. And they produced 50% of the world's ketchup mic drop. That was pretty good, right? I mean... Isn't that an interesting story? Yeah, it really is. I actually Just because you think about ketchup... As spring and summer approaches us, by the yeah. way, next week next week is Easter. Yeah, a April, big catch-up holiday. The weather, the weather is terrible. <laughs> so, but no, think about this as we get ready for our barbecues. Yeah, and our French fries and but I, I sometimes put uh, potato chips if I. Oh, I will. Oh, I put I. You know what I love when you accidentally. Um, well, okay. When you get a tuna melt and French fries mm-hmm. and then like you accidentally dip your like tuna melt and ketchup, like, oh, it just like got on here. I don't know how that happened. Oh, weird. I did it again. oh no, it got on it again. The oh, whole thing okay. is drenched in it. How could this the be? The whole thing is drenched in it. I love it. sauce that I comes love. out in the beginning. And ketchup and yeah. potato chips. Delicious. Totally. Like poor man's ketchup and fries in the car. Yum. Listen, when you're in a pinch and I've been there, who hasn't? walking through the airport and you just need a little sustenance <laughs> no you just walk back and you suck down a mayonnaise uh, <laughs> and a ketchup packet i've done it and i don't care listen you all can when you get on the plane and you're all stressed out and i'm sitting there you're just sitting calm there as a little calm as a grandma just sitting in her rocking chair be like i already had my I already had my ketchup and mayo. I'm just picturing you. You grab like whole handfuls of each, and you're nervous too about the plane. But your nervous habit is to like eat, <laughs> eat packets of ketchup, so you're freaking out. There's turbulence. That's like my. You're like oath. everything's fine. <laughs> Somebody's every person that cleans that particular seat pocket finds like that's so weird. Every time this uh, passenger flies, he has. 79 empty packets that's how i feel about those little half and half ultra pasteurized yeah pasteurized little do you use those well i drink them (laughs) i drink them i drink 10 to 15 i can't stop a day no but if i'm at a diner i just i can't really i don't care how unprofessional it looks oh my god revelations (laughs) learning things about your friends they like doing gross stuff that's okay listen i think what we can say here is that you do what you got to do to get by in this world. Yeah, you do. So I have a question for you, being yes. that we're talking about ketchup, and I think that leads us to your favorite topic ever, which would be French fries. Um, Can oh, you tell the same. millions of listeners out there um, who are waiting with breath that is baited to find out what yes. your favorite French fry is? All right, listen. First of all, I feel very, very confident about my French fry experience oh yeah i think you have a lot of experience listen <laughs> i've eaten i have eaten front i'm going to be uh jaja kapoor's age which yeah. is anywhere between 32 and 77 <laughs> uh and no listen i'm a 40 year old man and i've had a lot of french fries i probably eat three french fry orders per week every week of the year since i've been 20 yeah. so do the math that's a, siri the hell every day for four <laughs> she said i could Breton, that's too many that's, Breton, that explains Breton, you're going to die <laughs> that explains your love handles <laughs> Breton, you have two shut weeks up, to live <laughs> shut up there's surgeries for that got a plastic i'll get that lipo down listen okay right now 
in Brooklyn. My favorite classic. Fr- and now, hold on a second. Our shoe, because be- I say our shoestring fries part of the equation. I don't put them in because I think they're their own. They're their own thing. thing. Also, you can say all different kinds of things. I mean, you could be like, "This is my favorite shoestring fry. This is my favorite steak fry." If you like a steak fry, which I do. All right, so let's divide it in Brooklyn right now. The two best French fries. I will tell you. Don't even argue with me. Are okay. Henry Public? Yes. And this is not necessarily number one and two because they're very different. And number two, I think I know what you're gonna say. Shamatan. Shamatan. For sure. So good. I had those there. They are truly a British style chip, which yeah, you cannot find. Not even delicious. at the Spotted Pig. Not at the Breslin's. Uh, yeah. Nothing better about the Breslin. Just like they don't deserve the number one best fries. They yeah. don't maybe have the. At I that do time. like the fries with Breslin, but I hear They're what you're good. saying. Shamatan does it way better. They just were written up in the New York Times, and they got two stars from we Pete love Wells. Them. Friend restaurant. Good. Good. They are go there. We love it. I'm not. I don't even work for them, but I feel like I could you we know. love it i just uh but it's very delicious great chicken liver pate great mm-hmm. little spot in greenpoint best have a little cocktail so those are the two best in brooklyn in manhattan i always love pearl oyster bar the the oh shoestrings oh my god i love the shoestrings i love pearl and i know bar. that you know i, I said that those members. weren't like fry fries yeah. but uh other than that like i don't i know it sounds weird but i don't yeah no where else i like the french fries when they're good I like the French fries at diner. Rowles. Oh my god, Rowles. the French fries at Rowles are amazing. Rowles are good, and so they're are they're delicious. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes prime diner meats, has good fries. Diner has good fries, but you know, I've been there hundreds of times, mm-hmm. and I've definitely, of course, every sometimes you get when you go there. The only thing I'll say that like, if you get the wrong fry cook who's maybe not paying enough atten- enough attention, you get like a ton of little nubbins. Yeah. At the end. You know what nubbins? I, when I had my restaurant, I was very. I sometimes you know I'd be cooking. Yeah. And we made a lot of French fries, and I remember just thinking some some of the line cooks would just like throw the nubbins. Yeah. I was like, don't give somebody a plate a of nubbins. A plate of nubbins? Maybe Come a on. couple. A couple nubbins are fun because yeah. then you're like, oh, I'm like so full and disgusting, but I still eat crunch. these little crunchy things that I'll just dip in mayonnaise. Listen, you should have good yeah. fries. Uh, I'm trying to think where else is good fries in the city. If you have, listen, I'm, of course, we're just saying New York because that's where yeah. we live. I, we want to hear from the audience. I'm trying to Some think if there's favorite, anywhere like I... Chicago, Milwaukee. I mean, just yeah. who cares? We're in a small town. I want to hear what your favorite fries are because I will travel for fries. Yeah. I like a good steak fry, like a frozen steak fry from a diner that's fried real hard. I don't like it. You don't? I no. love it. Like, but I'll take a crinkle cut. Oh, I like a crinkle cut. Yeah. A crinkle cut. Uh, do you like crinkle a waffle fry? fry? I'm not like super into it. I like it. It's okay. You know, if or you're going to get waffle fries, go to Woogie's Tavern. What's that? Woogie's on uh, Greenwich, Greenwich and it. like Ch- uh, Charles or something huh. like that. I don't know it. What's it called? It's um maybe Perry. Maybe Perry in Greenwich. It's a little like hmm. dive bar and they have they have uh, waffle fries. You get them like dressed with cheese. Oh, really? It's fabulous. Interesting. I like the fries of the Spotted Pig too. They're delicious. They have rosemary They are them. very good, but I really think Pearl Oyster Bar is better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, also the lobster roll at Pearl Oyster Bar is mm-hmm, the most mm-hmm. delicious in yes. New York City, I think. We love it. But listen, and I'll tell you one thing. What? Listen, if you're going to, because I have experimented with making a lot of fries in my home fryer, which okay. is very different from a restaurant because it's a giant deep fryer. And you, it's yeah. almost hard to kind of mess up a fry if, yeah. if you do it correctly. Fries should be fried twice. Absolutely. I don't care who you are. 100%. I don't care if you have not Googled this by now and you're some bar brew pub whatever yeah. I, can't, I can't even say the word sports bar <laughs> <laughs> why in god's name would everybody put sports in a bar together just kidding if you're a sports bar and you're not double cooking your fries 
St- I'm not going to be mean. I'm going to say start now. No, you have to. A blanche it, and then a fry. Blanche and a fry. You That's can even, it. You know, the British, you, they do the... Triple the bl- cooked. Yeah, triple cooked. They might blanch it in water first yeah. and then fry it. That I'm also Lower with. temperature. The fries we did for the place that we uh, consulted on last year, those were good. Don't say those the Those were good. Name of the place, but yeah. I used some... <laughs> Listen, you to make came a, up with that recipe. They were good. To make a good fry, you gotta, you gotta eat it. You gotta want to eat a good. Yeah, fry. you gotta really know. One thing that I was just thinking of, not like moving away from fries, but just thinking about ketchup. Yeah. A little homage to my dad, yeah. who also loved ketchup. My dad was a great cook, but like a lot of great cooks, like the kind of like chef meal you make yourself at the end of the night is kind of disgusting. So yeah. he always used to make this thing called chow chow, and it was like ground <laughs> beef and rice and like peppers that was just sautéed together and covered in ketchup. Oh my god, that sounds delightfully college 80s i know but he like loved it my dad loved ketchup and my mom loves it my mom like tries not to eat too many like carbs or like too much fries but like so if we'll go out to like have you know a cheat lunch or something she'll get like a tuna mountain fries and like dip one single fry in the most amount of ketchup that could ever fit onto a french fry like basically without scooping up with your actual hands and like eat that and okay listen if you ever go to dinner or a bar with me Order your own order fries because I will because I take I take the fistfuls like I grab yeah, my fingers do. and I grab like I like to have ten of them at a time yeah you and do. I like to eat it like a stick and people that eat one fry at a time I'm like I don't I don't know how you can even get the same sensation I like, to eat it like I'm chewing into a wooden leg <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like a cannibal yeah. Preston, the other day we went, to, we had fries in Henry Public, and he yeah. said, "I just watched you eat the entire order of fries in front of me, and you didn't share." And I'm like, "Well, we'll get more." Welcome <laughs> to me. I was like, <laughs> hey, "Bartender, barkeep, bar <laughs> another two orders fries yeah. over here, and your most fabulous martini." That's funny. So, listen, I thought that ketchup story was really cool. Thanks. And I would actually love to see. I would love to go to a ketchup factory. Oh, so Heinz, if you're listening, we please. will go there. We'll set up the oh crew and we will talk to Heinz and show the world. Uh, I'm not much of a splasher, but can you imagine doing, you know, splashing people get like sexually aroused from like sitting in food and stuff? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'm over that part of my life, but I would love <laughs> Funny, to you should imagine diving into a pool of ketchup naked. <laughs> yeah. Naked. Like just swimming around. <laughs> slippery. Wait, what do they call that again? Sploshing. Sploshing. I watched a documentary about it on Real Sex on HBO. Oh my god! Remember Real Sex had the f- yeah they had, that was yeah. a long time ago, yeah. right? Splashing. I never got over it. It was like burned into my brain. I think about it every day. Really? <laughs> no. Well, until but- <laughs> they say until you uh, scratch. That yeah, itch. exactly. Well, you know, I'm single now and I'm ready to mingle. <laughs> so listen, Other folks. People. You got some red organic Heinz ketchup. Zara is your girl. <laughs> yeah, if anyone has a, a jar of salsa, they just want to like pour down my pants. Hit me All up. Right. <laughs> just kidding. And, and, and edit that out. Took it over the edge. <laughs> and we went there. <laughs> no, really. All in all, I would say stick to the Heinz. Yes. We love it. We love it. It's delicious. And occasionally branch out and, and you know try other stuff. And yeah. I recommend trying... That's Sir a lot of work to make your, well try oh, making, making your own it at home. It is a process. There's a really good oh shoot, I can't remember the the there's a blog that I follow and I'll I'll tell you the name. I always click the links. Of mm-hmm. course my brain doesn't yeah. <laughs> connect those memories and I forget and of it's course. rotting from the inside out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if you go ahead and check my website, I'll show the link. It's wonderful. It's it's uh they show you all how to make ketchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
it's a lot of work. Boil a bunch of potatoes. You boil tomatoes, potatoes. No, you boil tomatoes, but then you like have to strain them and then boil them and then strain them and then boil them. The thing is with cat- homemade ketchup that where people go wrong is like the texture is never as good. Like for me, like Heinz. That's why I want to go to the Heinz factory to see what these I know. blades look what like. What are they doing so, there? And now we have a top secret. That blade. would be that really was- cool, wouldn't it? I went to the Steinway factory. I, I love factory tours. I'm from I'm from Sheboygan. We have lots of factories. And I took the color company tour. Oh man. And the Steinway factory tour, so I'm definitely all about the Okay. Well let's go to Pittsburgh and uh see the steel what is it? Pittsburgh. The steel city? The iron city? Pardon <laughs> the it. City of platinum. Sorry for all the you Sydney, Pittsburgh. The fans. City of Rose Gold. <laughs> yes, Pittsburgh. The City of Angels. <laughs> Pittsburgh, we're renaming you. It's Rose Gold Pittsburgh from the, now on. The, AKA the Ketchup City. Yeah. If you'd like, I'd be your city ambassador, even though I've never, well, I was there. I took that trolley up. It's really cute. Oh, okay, cool. I heard they have some good restaurants there. Yeah. Uh, my friend Ash is from there. He loves it. Really? Okay, let's go check it out. Perfect. Uh, p- p- Boston, see, oh, sorry. Pittsburgh, see you soon. <laughs> well, I think that was a fun episode, and I really enjoyed hearing about your ketchup eating packet problem on planes. Totally. Um, and once the website's up and coming, listen, go ahead and check out all the all the recipes and all the yeah. links I'll have to different uh, restaurants and the things that we mentioned in yeah. the podcast. And the recipe for the poor man's Bloody Mary, which is something I always joke about. Wait. Ketchup and vodka. Ketchup and vodka ketchup and vodka i hope this story was inspiring to you guys too out there if anyone else is having a hard time and worried that life won't get better ketchup and vodka ketchup and vodka <laughs> to get you through the day and and then eventually trust me life will get better because after all life's a banquet edible spreadable and pourable and be fabulous stay cute yeah and look <laughs> work and eat and lots eat of things ketchup and eat ketchup and put ketchup on everything you eat this week we love you we love you bye bye